0: recording hi yes we are live all right well live in this living room we're not recording live to we're not broadcasting
1: we're not yeah we're live on
0: twitch i'm out say hi to chat
1: hey twitch chat
0: oh they're they're already they're racist ah shit
1: yeah that's ugly
0: like founders Ooh, (laughs) that did you see the the founder shit with their diversity director Mm. it was interesting She was, what was her, the thing that, my takeaway was, like, what, she said that they were more interested in winning the lawsuit than, like, actually teaching anyone about diversity?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds like. I mean, that's what all of their press seems to indicate.
0: So, I'm friends with uh, one of the guys who's been making uh, all the Founders memes. I don't know if you saw it, the, like, the three-headed dragon one.
1: Yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh,
0: Mike Logan, shout out to Mike Logan. He has a comedy podcast called "This Better Be Good," but he's been on the show before, and uh, he made he's made several memes. But I think that's the one of his that like took off.
1: That's really good. What up,
0: Mike? <laughs> I don't know if this is going in the show or not. Sure, why not? <laughs> Hi everybody, welcome to a Deep Cut Dive episode of Something Old, Something New, Something Borrowed, Something Brewed. I am Nick Lancaster, and with me again today is...
1: Ben Duffy. What up, Nick?
0: Hey, how's it going? What's up? We are... This is. I had to check because I forget how many Deep Cut Dives that we've done, that I've done with various people. And this is number five. Uh, and today uh, we are going to be talking about a band that we both sort of discovered that we loved... Let's talk about our relationship
1: Yeah, why don't we?
0: (laughs) Let's just get it all out on the floor. Okay. Uh, So we both work for the same company, and we became Facebook friends. I don't know when or how, but it it sort of just happened. And this thing kept happening where I would post a song on Facebook. I don't know if I was vague posting because I I like a lot of sad shit, Mm -hmm. but we very slowly discovered that we have a very, very similar musical taste.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like all the stuff you like. It's crazy.
0: And so I would post Corey Wong Wolfpack stuff, and it was almost I <laughs> to quote was it Step Brothers? It's like oh, do we just become best friends? Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's that's my cut or my my uh, my pull there.
1: Yeah, I had a strong suspicion that that uh, we like the same stuff when I I I spotted you at at a Primus concert.
0: Oh. <laughs> Was that at 20 Monroe? Yeah. Oh. I was
1: like, holy shit, it's Andy Kaufman.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Love Primus. Uh, and so I figured uh, as a way to, I guess, ease you on into the show or, I, like, I guess get a, get a good feel for it, uh, we could talk about a band that we both really like and one of their albums that uh, I really like. It was my introduction into this band. I don't know if that's the case for you, but... Uh,
1: no okay no 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 mine was uh a couple before this
0: one. Oh, the eps yeah oh shoot okay so you're you're like old school
1: yeah i got into them right before oh crap what's the one before this one called
0: uh fugue state yeah it's the one that's got oh 1612 yeah, I, well,
1: is that the name of that record? It's uh, so there's Thrill of the Arts. Yeah. Oh,
0: the album Thrill of the Arts. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I got I got into them right before that came out.
0: Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, I kind of went in like a weird order. I went in, like Beautiful Game, and I was like, No, what had happened? This is great audio content. What had happened was, <laughs> I I think I put uh, I picked a song and put it on shuffle. Like some something newer but funkier, and I think sixteen twelve showed up on there, mm-hmm. and then I think also uh, what's the Joe Dart feature on Beautiful Game? Uh, Dean Town, yeah. Dean Town showed up, and I was like, this is really good. I don't know what this is. I'm gonna add it to my library. I'll get back to it. And basically from there, that's like my introduction into this band was an algorithm.
1: Yeah, mine mine was an algorithm too. I was uh, at work one night late on a Wednesday night. And I was sitting at my desk and listening to Spotify recommendations and it gets funkier. two came on. Oh, okay. And I was like, well, this is the best thing I've ever heard (laughs) and found out that they had come to town about two weeks before that.
0: Yeah. So I guess we have a similar story there in the sense that, uh, they, they played at our workplace and, uh, I didn't think anything of it at the time. And now that I've super gotten into this band, I am kicking myself eternally for not going to see that show. Mm -hmm. Because now they're selling out Madison Square Garden and they're playing on late shows and Red Rocks stages and all of these things. And we had the chance to see them on our own backyard and we didn't do it.
1: Yeah, it's a bummer.
0: Anyway, if you haven't surmised already, we are here today to talk about Wolfpack and more specifically their 2016. LP, The Beautiful Game. Um, so yeah, we, I guess we kind of we kind of talked about our own personal stories with discovering this band. Um, I guess let's just talk about the band as a whole though before we get into the album because it's Wolfpack is an interesting band where they sit in I guess contemporary music.
1: Yeah, where 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 would you suppose they sit?
0: I mean, as, as a blanket term, I would say that they're they're obviously funk. Minimalist funk that would well minimal yes minimalist funk absolutely, like very tight, like you could almost like I don't know do you know about like Snarky Puppy?
1: I I'm familiar. Yeah.
0: They I know Snarky Puppy has done these type of concerts where like you sit down in chairs with like headphones, and like there's like no house speakers playing music and it's all just like mixed into your headphones. Wolfpack is like one of those kind of bands it seems like to me where it's like very very Like detail oriented on like how they record and how they mix and like this whole quiet funk or like down tempo funk low volume yeah low volume that's what it is it's like it's if like if funk was ASMR like Wolfpack would be that band sure sure and so
1: it does give me brain tingles
0: (laughs) I turn the headphones up real loud um so the the beautiful game is like this it's an interesting record. Cause it's got, I don't know. We could we could just throw them into a clip. I think. Yeah. I don't know if you want to do this like track by track, or we want to talk about like songs that you really 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 like. I don't think there's a bad song on this record.
1: No, let's go track by track. Okay. That's how they did it. Let's do it that way. Oh, too.
0: good call. It's also a very short record. It's like 35 minutes. Yeah. It, it, I, and I kind of appreciate about that about them because like a lot of their records are like that. It's like it's in and it's out, and they don't you know hit you with any fluff or any you know stuff that you don't need to hear
1: right well this first track i think it's about boxing
0: okay i'm following so far
1: i i mean because it's called the sweet science
0: i don't follow well i don't follow isn't
1: boxing called the sweet science is it isn't it i don't know i feel like i want to google it now (laughs) (laughs) did i just make that up
0: who said it was the sweet science i i
1: boxing or the song the sweet
0: science (laughs) boxing news is there a website there is there's a boxing website called the sweet science
1: yeah who called it i don't know probably some sportscaster guy
0: interesting what's people also ask what sport is known as the sweet science yeah because it is a sport that requires the pug the pugilist to be tough forward thinking and tactical i guess in a way it's like there's a lot of predictability and like, you have to be able to uh, try and like predict your opponent's move as you're making your own move. I can see that.
1: Yeah. And this song is very much like that, as we'll, we'll hear.
0: Yeah. All right, here's a little clip. Here is the Sweet Science, the first track on Wolfpack's The Beautiful Game. be frankly honest here for a second yeah please if i play this music in public spaces when i go to play this album i skip over i i just start with track two because if this is it's like if i don't if i don't capture my audience and usually my audience is my coworkers. if i don't capture their attention with like the first song they're gonna be like what's this weird clarinet shit that you're playing
1: (laughs) right well that's that's smart that's smart this is you know it's it, it sets the tone in a way so much as nothing else on the record sounds like this. So you're prepared for absolutely nothing that's come to follow.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's not to say the music is bad. I think it's very lyrical clarinet playing. Oh, absolutely. And like the little, uh, uh, I don't know if it's other clarinets in the background that just kind of pop into like pepper with like these like sort of sad descending chords as like this clarinet is just wailing away.
1: It's very morose and melancholy, I think. But, you know, I think it's a fantastic way to start the album because it, it's sort of like the opening scene of, of a movie or something. Yeah. You know, like the credits are, are you know, the title cards are, like, going over this music mm-hmm. and, and then, you know, like the action's about to kick in. But it hasn't yet.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I always, because it's from, like, listening to a lot of their other stuff, The Sweet Science, this is the only song I feel like they've put out that has that sort of quality to it yeah there isn't really anything else that they've done that comes close to like weird lyrical sad clarinetting Mm-mm. clarinetting
1: no all the other clarinettings is very happy <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's yeah it's it's this weird introduction into this album that i guess it's it, it catches you off guard but in like a really good way mm-hmm. i guess which I would say that the second song that it leads into, Animal Spirits, is probably the... the that's the single off this record, right? Like, that's,
1: it's the thing that gets stuck in my head most frequently. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, that's like... It's also the uh, the Spotify algorithm. Like, oh, you like this down-tempo funk, or yeah. this like f- quiet funk. Here's Animal Spirits.
1: Yeah, you're going to love this. It's got this really great like Jackson 5e bass line. Oh, yeah. And, you know... Theo's singing is just very catchy and it's silly lyrics. And...
0: Yeah. They, he talks a lot about, uh, well, I think with, with the last episode that we talked about, I like songs that encapsulate everything about a band. Mm-hmm. And I feel like animal spirits is a good example of that because it has the, like the, the dexterity of all of the musicians. It has um, like clever lyrics and it has like Theo Katzman singing on it. It's got, it's got all like the tongue-in-cheek, but also like high-level musicianship that the rest of their material has. And I feel like Animal Spirits is like a good, like encompassing song that kind of. There's no Corey Wong on it, as far as I know. There's no guitar work. Which it, he's, he's on it. Is he? What does he? Pl- is it... he plays? He plays guitar on it. Really? Yeah. It is. It is very. It's very. Well, it's in the mix, but it's like.
1: It's low. It's low, ah. but it's in there.
0: I would be really curious to get an album of like stems of this album because uh, because another song on this album, uh, "Conscious Club," there's an instrumental version of "Conscious Club." Is that on uh, their first record? Yeah, the Thrill of the Arts. There's the track eight is "Conscious Club" instrumental, Mm -hmm. and like that's you listen to that and then you listen to this one, and it's almost like you can hear like without the distraction of the vocals you can hear like the way that they layer all of these guitar parts and keyboard parts and bass parts and like all that kind of stuff it's really cool i, I would love to hear the stems of this record
1: yeah it would be great this so this this song is actually cory Wong's first appearance on a volpep record record um chronologically speaking i suppose oh
0: so he didn't join the band until this record Mm-mm. interesting he, yeah because i guess for me because i've like i've seen cory wong and like listened to like a lot of their music completely out of order he like the idea of a cory wong like album but like him not being on it is like bizarre to me because like yeah
1: he's so much a part of the band now even though you know is he one of the 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 members of the band it's hard to say i mean the band is like ever expanding really if you go see him they you know he's there playing on almost every track
0: right i kind of love that about him though it's just like this there's like a core it's almost like a house band mm-hmm. and there's just like this a rotating cast of characters that show up yeah because i remember um one of my buddies when uh, a hill climber came out they're like eh it feels more like a theo katzman solo record and it's like eh, kind of but i loved all of those songs so yeah. like I, i'm not it was like damn that sucks a theo katzman solo record like Man, I would hate that, right? No, I actually
1: really like Theo Katzman's records. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm excited Um, for the new one.
0: uh, Let's play a clip from Animal Spirits. You'll get what we're talking about. It's, It's Piano Funk. And Corey Wong is in there somewhere. Here is Animal Spirits on Wolfpex The Beautiful Game. But I checked out their astral chart. This one is a work of art. I know she reads astrology,
1: and he can't stand astrology, but he's quick with an apology when he was cracked. So yeah, the zodiac is the animal spirits. Heartfelt parents put the-
0: The climax. so we're pretty sure cory wong's in there somewhere maybe he's hiding <laughs> you got to find him
1: yeah
0: he's always wearing striped shirts i guess you could say he's like a little he's the waldo of uh wolfpack
1: yeah yeah, and yeah, he does that uh, that Funky Duck thing, Ugh. where he goes and hides in the audience.
0: Is that it? A- Wait, what?
1: Yeah, yeah. When they they play Funky Duck, he uh, he'll run out somewhere into the audience, and he'll he'll like you know he's got like the wireless set up, and he'll, <laughs> he'll he'll play a little bit, and then from like you know like on top of the sound tent or somewhere. <laughs> And then, and then he'll, or the mezzanine, and then he'll try to run back on stage by the end of the song and he just looks exhausted. It's fantastic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's, oh, he is so funny. Like, have you listened to any of his live albums?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Like, great. like him vamping to the crowd and then telling them exactly what's going to happen. He'd be like, "Are you ready for some diminished chords tonight?" <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Okay, the band's going to do a sixteen-note run, and then we're going to do eight bars of a thirty-second note run, and then just like proceeds to do it all with like complete dexterity and perfection." I don't know. It's and this song, yeah, the Animal Spirits has that sort of tongue-in-cheek vibe where like, you know, they're talking about like online dating, it's like it's a perfect match because they have like sixteen mutual friends mm-hmm, and. Mm-hmm. They, they, they do that thing where, like, the lyrics and the music match up, like, where he's, like, uh there's one thing left to do, and that's the climax, and then the climax of the song happens, but there's this sort of double entendre of, like, this dating relationship, and it's, like... That's, like, my favorite part of the song is where it cuts out and there's just one note that just hangs out for a while. It's it's great. This, this whole album rules, but this song specifically is, like, such a good, I guess... S- the sweet science is the 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 prologue is that before yeah 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 yeah. and then animal spirits is just like chapter one and they just blow you away with it absolutely and then they take another left turn
1: yeah into uh dean town
0: which is a uh joe dart feature
1: feature yep penned by uh woody goss
0: who's woody goss
1: he's the keyboard player okay
0: I guess I'm a Fairweather fan. I only know, like, the big the big names. I don't know, like, the... There's also such a rotating cast, it's hard to keep it all.
1: He's the guy that never talks.
0: Oh, well, that, that would make sense, then. Yeah. This album, I guess this album's full of left turns. Yeah. Because you go clarinets to piano funk to, like, bass solo, but, like, extended bass solo. I want to say I read somewhere that, like, uh, Joe Dart's mom... Was like, I feel like I ran into like, no, Joe Dart's mom like actively comments on their stuff on like Facebook. Really? I've seen his mom like comment on stuff like every time they post, which is adorable.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, this song's a huge fan favorite. It's like the only song I've ever been to a concert where the entire audience is singing along with the bass line.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, if I'm listening to this while I'm working, like, it's impossible not to just like, ba da ba da ba da ba da but like it's it's just it's so catchy in like the the way that it's constructed.
1: It is. It's it's so good. And then like the drums is really you know, it it could easily be one person, but it's not. It's it's uh, Theo and Jack They're both on drums sharing the drum kit. Oh, okay. And um, you know if you watch the video of of the recording you can see uh, my dear disco hoodie. Hmm. muffling the snare
0: that's funny which
1: is a you know a band that some of the members of wolfpack were in prior to
0: their videos their videos are they have a very specific aesthetic to them Mm -hmm. where it's it's grainy vhs style and but they love green screens Mm -hmm. like they, they they are very much like an internet band they were like raised on the internet
1: Oh yeah, it's 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 a great formula for how they do things. Is they they you know, they they get together, they record an album, they you know, record it all with audio and video and then they can release video videos for every song cuz it, it the video is just them recording the song. Yeah.
0: Even like Cory Wong solo stuff is like that. Like mm-hmm. there's there's video for pretty much everything. But it's not like intrusive. It's just them even, you know, it's like a, an under the hood look. And it's just like they're having fun recording it just as much as, you know, I don't know. I feel like some bands, it's like recording can really just be a drag. But it really does seem like they enjoy what they do. And like, in th- the fact that they like share that process in these videos that are, they're kind of silly, but also it's just like really cool to see. Like, you wouldn't know that they're sharing a drum kit on this song if you didn't have the video to accompany it. And I feel like that makes the song like even that much more like impressive but also kind of funny
1: yeah and i don't remember what i was gonna say (laughs) yeah yeah
0: well let's let's play a little bit of dean town uh it's a real bass thumper
1: Yeah, so I, I remember what I was gonna say. Um, the, the they do look like they're having so much fun when they're playing live, and also when they're recording. And I think they are because a lot, you know, in the studio, you could totally you know grind yourself to death trying to get everything yeah. just right. Most of their actual recordings are like the first or second take of that they've ever played the song.
0: That's insane to me.
1: It is insane. Like they. They'll just, you know, toss ideas back and forth when they're not together and then they'll get together and, you know, like discuss it. And then they sit down and they they hit record and start playing the song. And a lot of times it's the first or second take that
0: that is absolutely wild. But it also like I was thinking about this. And I was listening to this song and like as we were talking about earlier about how everything is so like subdued and, and, and just like like quiet funk. This is this is like the logical conclusion of like a band that's entirely comprised of like musicians who play in the pocket because mm-hmm. every single they, they just have this sort of uh, uh uh like like sixth sense of like like if you're in the same room with like musicians and they're all people that you just you have that sort of telepathic conversation with where mm-hmm. like. I don't know where we're going, and you don't know where we're going, but we have this sort of conversation with each other while we're playing, and it's just like, well, okay, well, we both know where we're going now. Like that's that's just kind of like the vibe that I give from this band, and just like, it is surprising, but also it doesn't surprise me that they just nail it in one or two takes because they all just seem like they've they've cracked that code in finding the right people to be with, to like just make shit that's good.
1: Right. Absolutely. And you know, I like to think of. I'm glad that you, you brought it up, it being a conversation, because I like to think of the entire Wolf Pet catalog as one long conversation, and they'll do things like, and we're going to discuss that in the next track, is they'll do things like bring back songs that they had on previous albums that were just instrumentals, and now, you know, they'll have guest vocalists and, and Corey Wong's in there, and, you know, like they'll even have like little lyrical or not lyrical necessarily, but little musical things that transfer from one song to another mm-hmm. where, you know, like the clarinet outro from back pot or from back pocket shows up like in several different occasions in, <laughs> in another album. Right. And it's just like, you know, people come in and out of the conversation, but the conversation keeps going and they, I, I don't know. It's, it's just, very Zappa. Yeah. Yeah. His exactly.
0: uh, conceptual continuity mm-hmm. just, Same cast of characters that just kind of come in and they go and they show up somewhere else and it's like it it makes everything that they do sort of like one cohesive unit that just keeps building upon itself.
1: Right. I I that was one of the things that I like when you're like, hey, we should do a Wolfpack album. You know, I was like, well, shit, how do we not do them all at once?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's because like they're all they're all so different, but also they just they. They flow right in. Like I swear to God, like I don't know if you've heard about that Radiohead thing, where like if you take OK Computer and In Rainbows and you like crossfade the tracks from one to the other, like it makes one giant album. Like I feel like there's got to be like (laughs) a like a national treasure type. Like we got to find the right order that all these Wolfpack songs go in, and then it's just like one giant piece, and then you just achieve ego death and die.
1: That sounds sounds perfect <laughs> what are you doing after this let's do that
0: <laughs> let's let's crack this code we got to break into joe dart's mom's house yeah. sure. <laughs> parody that is not a real thing.
1: yeah we're, we're not really gonna <laughs>
0: allegedly play. satire yeah well we talked about it we sort of introduced it so let's talk about uh conscious club um so this see again i listened to this album in a weird order so like the way that i perceived it was like they released conscious club and then released the instrumental mix Mm -hmm. i didn't like it obviously like it came out a year prior but in my mind i was like oh cool now i get to hear this without vocals like i didn't hear it the other way around
1: sure i i you know i don't usually say this but i have to say for this this particular song i prefer it without vocals yeah yeah it's a little silly it is it's a little silly. There's nothing wrong with that. I I, I love silly. Right. Um it's I think the boop, 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 stuff is just like uh, The dibby,
0: dibby, 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 dibby.
1: No was, <laughs> I can't even do it. Before, oh, I, think I, think what, I think the 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 welcome to the conscious club. The That's very yeah. Prince.
0: That's very Prince. Yeah. That's like that sort of like pitch bended like sort of vocal thing that Prince would do. I know what you're saying.
1: Prince from Minneapolis.
0: It's all coming together. This is turning into national treasure.
1: Also, Corey Wong from Minneapolis.
0: Oh my God, this goes all the way to the top. Mm -hmm. Okay, here's Conscious Club (laughs) on the Beautiful Game by Wolfpack. Welcome to the Conscious Club. Such a Zappa track.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The 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 song about the dance club.
0: The there there's it's got everything. It's got like the funny accents, the sort of like superficial like let's go dancing. I just want to go like like what dancing fool. I mean that's a Zappa song.
1: Dancing fool, mud club.
0: It's got all of the the classic Zappa bits.
1: But What's a girl like you doing in a place like this? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Where'd you get your nails done? Is that yeah. a is that a real Sears poncho?
1: Your place or mine?
0: Yeah, it's very it's very tongue in cheek, and I will say, uh, I don't know which version of this song I prefer. I, I feel like they both have like their own merits, but like what what's cool about the instrumental version is you could probably hear a lot of the mixing a lot better without like I guess the vocal distractions. Because mm-hmm. uh, th- I mean, there's listening to this album like if you're you know in the car, you're like kind of playing it while you're doing stuff around the house, and then there's like wearing headphones and listening. Like, you can, hear, you can hear Corey just kind of show up periodically, and, like, it's it's only in the right channel. You can just, like, hear his guitar work.
1: Yeah, it's delightful.
0: Every time I drink beer and we record, I just... Whoa. Does it hit you? It does. Well, it's, like, drinking beer and then talking, and then, like, the burps just, like... They're like, oh, your mouth is open. Yeah. I need to escape do, now.
1: Do we talk about beer on, on the deep dives?
0: We... Not particularly. We Could, can.
1: Let's not. Well, let's not.
0: Let's not. Let's do that. That's perfect.
1: <laughs> we are drinking beer and we're not talking about it. Yeah.
0: This is for us. This is not for you.
1: <laughs> Why are they listening?
0: I don't <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, turn, turn off your podcast. Uh,
0: we're just going to continue
1: this right conversation now. without you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, yeah. Conscious Club is just this perfect example of a kind of silly song i'm this is just me discovering that this band is just a different version of zappa because these guys make it sound so easy the stuff that they do oh yeah they just they just it makes it sound like they just flick it off their wrist like they're just playing and it's just like oh yeah like my fingers just always do this on the fretboard
1: yeah it's effortless but they're all so good it looks effortless it certainly isn't
0: yeah it's it's mind-blowing
1: let me ask you a question. Yes, okay. The outro of this song? Yeah. Does that sound like Susan Sarandon to you? I don't know. Oh man, it sounds so much like Susan. Sarandon. I would have
0: to listen to that. I'm very curious now. I'm going to I'm going to play it while we're recording, but I'm going to throw it in here underneath while we're talking just cuz like I want to hear that.
1: The Conscious Club is underneath. Oh management. my god. Please under your
0: old that does sound like Susan Sarandon. That is wild. I know.
1: I don't think it is Susan Sarandon, but it sounds like Susan Sarandon. It's
0: got that sort of like nasal quality to her voice. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. That's weird. It's hot. <laughs> now I understand why you like this album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is that is interesting. I wonder if that was like an intentional thing that they did. Like just <laughs> Jack Stratton be like, okay, when you get to this part, sound as best as you can is follow me now sound like susan sarandon
1: i mean if you could get susan sarandon on your album you've made it
0: (laughs) it's like getting uh getting stevie wonder on and just doing a harmonica solo
1: (laughs) yeah man he's on one of my favorite james taylor songs
0: Just just doing
1: harmonica solo and i didn't know my whole childhood that it was stevie wonder it is a pretty
0: distinctive style
1: it is and but like i was listening to it as an adult and i was like oh man that sounds like stevie wonder and i looked it up it's stevie wonder
0: do you think that's him flexing he's like look i'm already blind and can play piano but i'm also just gonna learn like the harmonica too
1: he plays everything yeah what doesn't he play
0: what a flex that's yeah that's crazy
1: there's a reason why his last name is wonder (laughs)
0: I thought he was the son of the founder of Wonder, Wonder Bread. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. Uh, moving on, <laughs> we get this song makes me think of, of trains, and I think I think it's intentional. I don't think I'm alone in that.
1: No, it definitely evokes imagery of traveling down the rails on an old timey train.
0: It's called El Chepe. Chepe.
1: Yeah, this is maybe one of two songs that I regularly skip in the entire little Wolf catalog.
0: Yeah, I feel that it's it. I don't want to say it's filler material because again, like it's it's impossible for a band this good to like make filler material, I guess. But it doesn't uh, stimulate me in the ways that the other songs do.
1: You know, I was thinking about this earlier today, and I I think it's because. The bass line, where absolutely perfect for the song, it just isn't that interesting. Yeah, and and I and I think it's, uh, you know, it's sort of indicative of the whole song. It is, however, a pretty good breather in the middle of the record between. You know, like the beginning with Animal Spirits and Dean Town Conscious Club. And then before, One for One, DiMaggio. Yeah. And, you know, Daddy, you got a Tesla.
0: They do kind of hit you hard, like, right off the bat with, like, three songs that are very upbeat and dancing. Mm-hmm.
1: This is, this is it's time to chill out.
0: So they kind of included their own intermission, really.
1: Yep. Spark up a dupe, listen to the train.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's got, like, that lazy, like, you're on a train, it's, like, mid-afternoon, and it's just, like and like i think the drums kind of do that too it's like very like these brushed like drums are like a little behind the beat as they're going it's like it's kind of a lazy lazy song but lazy not song. like in like composition but just mood it's very like chill yeah lazy
1: L- L- let's listen to it a little
0: yeah here's a little bit of el chepe from uh, wolfpack's the beautiful game I love this thing that happens and it happens on Dean town as well, but um, where Corey Wong and another instrumentalist basically play the same passage like simultaneously, mm-hmm. like the keyboard is doing this riff and you can, you can hear him playing the same riff on his guitar. And that, that happens near the end of Dean town too is like when they, when Joe dart does like the main riff, you can hear Corey Wong like yeah,
1: doubling it. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I understand why you skip this song, but also, usually if I'm just playing it, I'll just leave it on because like, it's only a few minutes long.
1: It is only it's it's only a few minutes long, but it is the longest song on the album.
0: Oh. Coming in at
1: a a, a staggering four minutes and forty eight <laughs>
0: seconds. Okay, so we're like we're judging it by like they might be giants time, which is like. <laughs> That's like stairway to heaven for me. Th- yeah. This, this is a,
1: <laughs> it's a whole side of a yes album. <laughs>
0: Perspective. Yeah. I, I would venture to say one of the weaker, but like, what does that say when like even the weakest song on the record is still like interesting and stimulating and there's like stuff about it that you can listen to and like, you can hear just people like talking and stuff in the background. Like
1: it says it's a great record. I think. Yeah. Well, what's up next? One for one, DiMaggio. Yeah, this is such a good jam. Uh, you know, Antoine could sing about anything at all. And it would be amazing to me. They had the, a clip of this song for their album teaser on YouTube. Oh uh, yeah, before they came out with this album, and it had me so hyped.
0: Yeah, like Antoine just has one of those like classic voices, and like his his career is interesting because he doesn't really have a lot leading up to his collaborations with Wolfpack. Mm-mm. Like he there's was, like one record from like, uh, like 2001, like a gospel record. Yeah. Something yeah. like that.
1: He was, he was in Jack Stratton's band prior to Wolfpack called Groove Spoon. Okay. Um, that was great. Joe Dart was in that one too. He did some really good work. There's a couple of good clips on YouTube of that. Huh? Um, but yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's great. He's very, I don't know. There should be more Antoine everywhere.
0: Oh, absolutely. Well, my I think, yeah, the first time I like I, I think I sort of fell in love with like Antoine Stanley's voice was on uh, "Birds of a Feather." Oh, that yeah. like that song is like the video is amazing, but like that that track is just absolutely gorgeous. And like, uh, seeing him live with Corey back in like April twenty eighteen. Uh, I can like verify that he puts on that much of a show and that much energy live, like every show. Absolutely. Like, Have you ever
1: actually seen Wolfpack live?
0: I've never seen Wolfpack live, dude. I I know, I know. I'm kicking myself because I didn't see him when I could.
1: Oh man, I've I've only seen him three times, and I don't feel like that's anywhere near enough. <laughs> oh, just three
0: times. Yeah. <laughs> Nowhere Where did you near that.
1: I saw him uh, in Ann Arbor two years ago. Or was it three years ago? Two or three years ago. And then I saw them at Red Rocks the last two times I oh, played there.
0: Red Rocks would be a beautiful venue to see them at.
1: It, it very much is. I can attest to it. I'm going to go next year if they do it.
0: Okay, well, I'll just go with you. Let's then. go. We'll
1: live cast Ooh. from there. We'll, we'll interview the whole band. It'll be great.
0: <laughs> hey, just d- d- don't mind me setting up the mics over here. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I, just, I just want an autograph.
1: Because we have a podcast, we could just do that, right?
0: Yeah, that's how it works. Cool. We they just give us press passes. We can go behind the scenes. Awesome. Man, I've I don't know what I want my first like Red Rocks show to be. I feel like Wolfpack would be good, but also I know like John Mayer's played there and like Primus has played there, and it's like it's tough. But I feel like Wolfpack at Red Rocks or Wolfpack at like Madison Square Garden would be incredible as well. Absolutely. So what's one for one Dimaggio about? I mean, obviously, it's a. Uh, Baseball. It's a baseball track.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, you know they say basebally things, <laughs> and like I said, Antoine can sing about anything. It doesn't have to make sense, you know. <laughs> uh, but you know, every time he's he's talking, he does this thing in the in the middle of the song where he, he talks to the audience, and I feel like he's just talking to me. <laughs>
0: well, it's like it sounds like he's talking to kids.
1: Yeah, the, the, me.
0: Oh, okay, kids <laughs> at heart. Yeah. 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 Well that's like veering into like they might be giants territory for me. Like I feel like I feel like Volfack would put on like a hell of a kids show.
1: You know, I think they do. That when I saw him at, at at uh in Michigan or in Michigan at it was at the Michigan Theater, I want to say, in Ann Arbor. Um and they they did a a kids show the the next morning or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Well, it's like that kind of music would be perfect for a children's show. mm mm-hmm. Mhm like light and bouncy and funny and like they're all they're all funny people too what is that's what is wrong with them they're so talented and they're so funny and everything they do just seems so effortless it's not fair
1: yeah they're the best
0: they are all right here's some one for one dimaggio uh featuring antoine stan stanley and uh he's just energetic as ever it is wild uh, one, two, it is.
1: how did you know <clears throat> that's my favorite baseball team too no, it's not.
0: yes it is wow. here we go oh here we go world, dimaggio two two, perfect street The Detroit Tigers. <laughs> this sounds like this sounds like the the theme song to a seventies TV show that like never aired.
1: Yeah, yeah, like a sitcom.
0: Yeah, like it. Like I just I see opening credits when I hear this song.
1: Yeah, I love TV thing theme songs.
0: Back when like this, but it's like a specific era. Like this is like seventies TV. Okay. Because like TV theme songs now, I feel like i don't know i guess i don't watch enough like modern stuff to really make a judgment there but i was like back then it was like tv shows had extended like theme songs and like credit sequences and just like almost like too many cooks
1: oh boy can we do an episode on too many cooks
0: (laughs) sidebar sidebar too Many Cooks is one of my favorite videos, but the guy who like worked on it and directed it is a guy named Alan Resnick, uh-huh. who makes a lot of different short films for Adult Swim, and he has made some of the most bizarre content that I've ever seen, and I love it, and I show everyone that I know. A, like it, It's brilliant. I love that stuff. Yeah, me too. Me too. And it's like subversive, which is kind of like Wolfpack.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm good at segues.
1: Subtle subversion.
0: <laughs> but yeah, this could easily be, on if like, Wolfpack did a children's album, this could easily be a song on that. Yeah. Not only just because he's like, okay, kids, what's, it's like, it's almost like Tim and eric
1: Tim and eric with a little bit of romper room.
0: Yeah. But <laughs> it's like, it's it's Tim and Eric without, I guess, the snark. Cause yeah. like, I feel like there's a lot of snark in Tim and Eric. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's there. It's like deep but it's there it's like a classic 70s song about baseball yeah which like i don't even i don't watch baseball and don't i don't follow baseball but no me neither i don't i don't i don't really sports would you say would like is baseball a thing that was like more popular in this because i feel like they're trying to go for like a 70s vibe with this
1: baseball i mean it's america's pastime right right which you know
0: is dimaggio a player I'm yeah, Joe, Joe DiMaggio. When did he, when, when? like, what era was he in baseball? Or is he an announcer? I really don't know. What does he do? How does he baseball?
1: I mean, we could look at it. Yeah, let's look it up. Joe DiMaggio.
0: I've heard that, like, I've heard that name a lot.
1: Yeah. People are listening to this like, yeah, you've heard it a lot. It's you it. Dumb- one of the most <laughs> famous baseball players ever, ever. Oh, he was born in
0: 1914. Yeah. He's old.
1: Jolton Joe. Played for the the New York Youngles.
0: Okay, so this is less, like, 70s baseball and more just, like, classic baseball.
1: Yeah. The golden era.
0: Okay. That makes more sense.
1: But, you know, I could definitely see Antoine being on the Allstate high school team.
0: (laughs) I want to imagine him in, like, an Adidas tracksuit. Just like, come on, kids, let's go. Let's go play baseball. I would let him... Uh, like coach my son's little league if yeah. I had a son and he was in little league.
1: I'd let Antoine do just about anything. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Have your way with me, Antoine, if you're listening. <laughs> On that note, yeah. Uh, let's,
1: what about Daddy? He got a Tesla.
0: <laughs> this is okay. This is kind of where I I I fall off. I think. Yep. It's always the back half of albums that which is like weird cuz this is such a short album. It's like you know, I don't even have time to fall off because the album's done by the time I'm ready to fall off. And I think this is a good example of a song that I know but like you 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 say the name of the song and like okay hum that for me and I'm like I have no idea what that is.
1: It's not a really hummable song. It's uh you know the the, the interplay between the the bass and the drums really kind of make the song what it is but you know the melody I mean there's some great sax work by Joey Dozic long time okay. Wolfpack collaborator
0: oh I know what song you're talking about now This you said saxophone and I know you're talking about daddy he got a Tesla yeah
1: oh yeah yeah that's the one we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> well see
0: that's the thing I was like I, in my mind I'm like what does this song sound like and then you said saxophone, and now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like that's all you had to say.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, but I don't have a I don't have a ton to say about it. The vocals are very interesting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, I mean we're doing track by track, so we'll give them a sample and we'll move on. Yeah. But uh, here's here's an no, all here's a song. It's not filler it's kind of filler but it's not filler because it's still interesting yeah they just they give you it's an ebb and flow with this album like they'll they hit you in the face and then they back off but uh here's a little bit of daddy he got a tesla this is the theme song to a show in the 70s but it airs after 9 p.m yeah it's much raunchier
1: yeah a little little racy it's
0: just yeah it's largely instrumental with like a few like vocal things mixed in that just seems like more it seems more like reactions to stuff just like yeah do it like there's just stuff going on yeah and like the the uh, there's like a slapback effect on like the saxophone and the guitar where it just like it just bounces around it. Like whoever mixed this, I'm I do not know if it was like the full band who mixed it or like, oh uh, well, cool they list all of the stuff on uh, the on the YouTube page. Uh, Tyler Duncan, Drew Mann, Dan Horn, like those three guys, the engineers, whoever did all of this. It's like it's such a tight mix and such like a very intentional
1: that wolf compressor though
0: yeah like his like Corey's guitar just sounds so it sounds like open and then on on some songs it's like very very free and then other songs it's just like just compressed to shit and like just kind of like frank playing out of a pig nose amp Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i wonder if they like frank i bet they do
0: i would love to Hey Corey, we talked about being on the show, didn't we? Let's talk about Frank Zappa. <laughs> All right, pushing forward. Marjorie, my first car. So this is the second appearance of uh, someone who kind of shows up a lot. Uh, she showed up on the first Wolfpack album. And I'm Christine forgetting. Huckle. Yeah, so she's on uh, "Back Pocket." I love that song. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a great song. That's that is the. You've never heard Wolfpack before. Listen to this song.
0: Yeah, people always are like, "Oh, is that supposed to be some sort of like double entendre?" Like, no, it's a song about two kids passing a note back to each other. Yeah, it's very interesting. Don't be and weird sweet. about it. Don't be creepy. about
1: Yeah, that.
0: she's a great vocalist. Uh, that video with with her and the band is also super cool because they play like the green screen stuff a lot. Yeah, just go to Wolfpack's YouTube page and like listen and watch all of these things.
1: Yeah. You can't go wrong, and you'll be there for a long time.
0: So, here's a little bit of Marjorie My First Car by Wolfbeck on the album The Beautiful Game.
1: So this is another returning song from uh, its first appearance was on the EP titled My First Car. Um, This this time it's Marjorie, My First Car. Um, I think Huckle really adds a, a lot to it. Oh, yeah. You know, with her like sort of breathy, ethereal vocal layers that kind of make you feel like you're dreaming. You're listening to My First Car and dreaming about... Some kind of ghost lady singing to you. <laughs>
0: yeah. Again, like, the mixing on this record is so good and intentional. Mm-hmm. Like, you got these dreamy vocals that are just drenched in reverb, but not too much reverb. You got... Again, we, we sound like Corey Wong fanboys, or at least I feel like I do. I, I,
1: I, f- I feel like a Cory Wong fanboy. It's,
0: But, like, his... He's just—he's so perfect, like in the pocket with like these little riffs. Like we were just list- like we were just listening to this song and just like, oh, we gotta do a podcast now. Wait, we gotta wait. Get, like, get out of yeah. this because like there's just like this little riff that he does that's just like, like again effortless. Yeah. Just sounds so effortless. Like he's—he was born knowing this song.
1: He probably was. <laughs>
0: So, we are on the home stretch with this record, yeah, um Aunt Leslie. it's another song that I read the title of, and I guarantee you if you hum a little bit to me, I would I think I know okay, I know what this song is. This is
1: possibly one of my favorite Wolfpack songs. um you know, another Antoine song. Um, he really, he really has room to stretch out in this one, whereas he he didn't so much in one for one DiMaggio. But like you know, there's like operatic sections of this. Yep, and, I know you're talking about um, that. You know, when they do it live, it, it it's it's really great. But I mean, it's really great on the record and um, kind of some of the music kind of reminds me of like a backing track for like a Michael Jackson song.
0: Oh, absolutely! I definitely get that vibe from it. Like, I, I think listening to this song, it did you listen to uh, the Daft Punk album Random Access Memories? Yeah. yeah. One of those songs, the I think it's Touch. Mm-hmm. It has that kind of it, it. I feel like that song on that record really evokes like the 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 mythical 70s like kind of corny lyrics about like mythology and like dragons and wizards and i think i get that a lot when when he's doing the uh, what have you done like that kind of very it just it, it makes me think of that song a lot for some reason but like that sort of not mocking that era of music but just almost like kind of poking fun at it a little bit just like this thematic operatic style sure that's where my brain goes at least all right well i don't know what's going upstairs in my my apartment right now it's uh
1: don't they know we're podcasting yeah i i
0: put the on-air light on and everything i don't understand some people (laughs) all right here's a little bit of aunt leslie i think you'll know what i'm talking about uh antoine stanley just owns on this track It is so easy to just get lost listening to that.
1: Yeah, the trombone work is uh, so fantastic.
0: Oh, uh, it is! It is disgustingly good.
1: Yeah, Corey. Again, I mean, yes, I will kneel at the altar again. <laughs> the altar of Wong. Um, uh, listen
0: to the album with headphones on. Do yourself a favor. Listen to the album with headphones on. There are so many intricate little details that just that just happen
1: just little little fills and stuff that are just and butter
0: (laughs) it's like putting butter in your ears only you like it
1: it's like putting butter on top of cream cheese
0: (laughs) i need to see them live so bad
1: you really do (laughs) there's a lot of really great live stuff on youtube
0: yeah i think i think i started watching one of their like live shows like i think they're they either streamed... I think I've seen them, like, on Facebook Live. I think they've streamed some of their concerts before, too, or at least, uh, what's the... It's not Corey Wong's band. What's the, the Fearless Flyers? Mm-hmm. I've seen them, like, live stream some of their concerts before. Awesome. There's, like, a... That Fearless... Uh, the Fearless Flyers record is also really good.
1: It is really good.
0: Like, their cover of uh, Under the Sea mm-hmm. is really... is yeah. really. Uh, it's
1: the best version. <laughs>
0: Ooh, hot takes. Yeah. Okay. We've talked about him enough. Literally, the last song on the album is just called Corey Wong,
1: which is that—that's kind of like a like a jazz thing, where like you know you listen to a Miles Davis uh, record and you know like the songs just titled after the featured musician. <laughs> but what uh, this is this is like classic Volk Pack at its best, you know, just straight minimalist funk jam some of Joe darts bass fills in this. Oh yeah. uh, They just shatter your brain with awesomeness.
0: And the idea that they did this in like one or two takes is because there's a video for this one too.
1: There is. And you can, you, you can hear on this, on this track, there's like a cut to like, a live performance. Yeah, which I, I have to wonder what, if that was just a jam or whatever, and they incorporated it and it became part of the song.
0: Again, we were talking about Zappa. Like Frank did that all the time. All the time. Or, or would they? Were they just like thinking that they were clever and they would just like throw in the sound effect of like a live performance and like?
1: If you watch the video, it, 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 they show the live performance. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. Damn. <laughs> so it is.
0: They just perfectly intersperse all of that stuff together. Yeah. Okay, we will <clears throat> we will send you out with a little bit of Corey Wong, and then uh, come back for some final thoughts. I, I think I have a pretty good idea of what those final thoughts are going to be, which is listen to this record. But uh, here's a little bit of Corey Wong off the album "The Beautiful Game" by Wolfpack. <laughs> We're so into that that we just listened to the whole, whole song in the break. I mean, it's also probably pretty short, but also just. Hoo
1: we Just magic. magic, absolute magic. It's a it's a beautiful game.
0: Oh man, that's pretty good. That's real good. I wanted to, there was stuff I remember listening to that I wanted to talk about, and I just it it has escaped my brain. Uh oh no, we kind of we kind of laughed a little bit at like this Joe Dart fill, and I think. For me, at least, like, going to concerts where the people playing on stage are just so absurdly <laughs> technically proficient that I can't help but laugh at it are, like, the most enjoyable concerts for me. Mm. Like, I, I saw uh, Bela Fleck and the Flecktones, sure, like, in 2009. It was, like, their Christmas concert that they did at the State Theater. But I remember laughing my ass off during this show because I just I, – I had no other response when I was sitting there and just watching, like – Victor Wooten and Bela Fleck do like these impossible fills with, with complete ease. Like they've just done it a million times.
1: Yeah. It's no problem at all.
0: And that's, I mean, that's like the same vibe that I get from this. Just listening to Joe dart, like do these really intricate, like 32nd note runs on his bass guitar. And like the idea, like the fact that you could make a bass solo song that everyone in the audience like knows every single syncopation to is wild.
1: Yeah right um it it is wild and it's like that's not done and it it I really kind of has this sort of like unique special feel to it being part of that community yeah that knows the whole the whole bass jam
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so final thoughts uh i feel like you've given a lot of thoughts on this record all the way through um i guess for me i would say that like even even the songs that are kind of in the middle and feel like filler are still interesting to listen to and are worth listening to and i i really don't even skip them honestly so like the the worst songs on the album are still like leagues above a lot of other stuff that a lot of people are making
1: that's true and this is from a band that has no record i mean they have their own record label you know they're they're completely independent they they put out all their stuff uh in a very accessible way um they tour minimally mostly do festivals and stuff and then you know the rest of the time they're doing their other stuff you know theo's got his his solo project and you know corey has got his band and
0: well, that's what's that's what's amazing about this band is like the fact that they're just absolute workhorses. Because like Corey Wong put out like three albums and like two live albums and produced stuff and still did albums with the Wolfpack in like the span of two years.
1: Yeah, and you know makes it to every show.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely wild.
1: And, and he's touring while he's doing that.
0: Yeah, still doesn't have time to come on this show apparently, huh? How huh, Corey? I'm just kidding. We'll call, get him.
1: call him up. Let's call him right now. Do I'm going to send has, him a Facebook message. We'll do get him. his number.
0: Uh, I don't <laughs> I don't know his number, but I have his email address and like, I have a Facebook message thread with the dude.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Final thoughts. You got anything? Just,
1: um, I would say as far as the beautiful game goes, I would listen to it in the greater context of the great wolf conversation. And, appreciate it as an album all on its own and um watch every youtube video and wolf peck is the best band
0: the wolf war if you <laughs> i'm cutting that i'm just kidding yeah their videos are great Every, uh the videos are fantastic it's like if you're i guess if you're a visual listener which is i guess a thing I, I feel like it does help to kind of get the personalities of the band, too. Like, you watch those videos, and you can watch them, like, being silly in the studio. And uh, I feel like it gives you a greater appreciation for, like, what they're doing, too. Like, the just everything that they do. Well, I feel like that that's a pretty good place to end do with we, this record.
1: Are, do we give it an arbitrary rating?
0: Eh, this is, like, this is an unconventional episode. We don't do that. Let's no, not, not for it. this one. This the deep cut dives are for albums that we love, so it's like pretty much, more or less. These are like ten out of ten records that we're talking this about on perfect these. Perfect out of amazing. Perfect out of amazing.
1: All right. Cool. Cool.
0: Well, thanks for listening to episode f- five of the deep cut dive series, which is episode forty in the main in the main canon. I guess I don't know, man. I'm trying to keep this shit together.
1: Yes you're you're doing you're doing doing all right (laughs) just all right
0: all right i am nick lancaster and with me today has been ben duffy and this has been something old something new something borrowed something brewed and we will see you on side b
1: what you know about it